0: Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to a seemingly endless problem with your host, Kisa Amaro, certified integrative health coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so that they can show up fully in their life and their career. Hey, I invite you to join my Lose Your Cravings community, where we dive deeper into emotional eating, overeating, and how to reduce and even eliminate them. So head on over to Facebook, search Lose Your Cravings, and join my group. It's that simple. I'd love to see you there. So today, I wanted to talk to you about changing your bad habits for good. And yes, I mean good, right? You have probably tried to change your habits and nutrition and exercise many times. Like when you go on a diet or swear off sugar or you start a boot camp that meets five times a week at 5 a.m. And how did those changes go? Did they last long? Were they sustainable? Did you get lasting results? Did they address the root problem when it comes to your relationship to food? whether that be overeating, emotional eating, or struggling with cravings? I'm going to say probably not, or else you wouldn't need to be listening to me right now, right? So why didn't these strategies work? Why were you not successful in changing your habit long-term? Or why didn't you get lasting results? Well, let's say you struggle with overeating sugar whether that be through emotional eating or giving into intense cravings. You decide that you need more structure to help you stop giving into your cravings, so you decide to do a 30-day food challenge. This challenge has rules and guidelines. It tells you exactly what you can and can't eat. And of course, sugar is one of the foods you can't eat, along with other foods. It even has recipes for you to make every day to adapt to this new lifestyle and way of eating. You think, this is it. This is what is going to cure me of my massive cravings. This is the answer that I've been looking for. I know this is going to work. So you dive into the challenge, getting rid of all the sugar in your house and buying the foods on the approved list. You even spend the weekend prepping your meals for the week So you're prepared and ready to go. There is nothing stopping you. You are motivated and ready to make a permanent change. The first week goes well. You eat your prepared food and are fairly motivated. The first weekend is hard because you are now feeling the effects of not having any sugar as well as other foods that you were used to eating. But you muscle through it and you use your willpower to stave off those cravings. The next week, you are still going strong. You meal prep during the weekend, which help you be successful during the week, but you are really feeling those sugar cravings coming on strong, and you find it even more difficult to resist stopping at the store on your way home and picking up a Snickers bar. But you manage to once again, white knuckle it through the week and weekend by avoiding any social gatherings where there might be tempting food awaiting you. Week three approaches, and you are feeling good that you resisted your cravings and are still going strong. This week was really stressful. Work was intense and unexpected problems arose. And after work, one day you were feeling really stressed. And then the kids were just really needy and you couldn't handle it. You break into the pantry and down four packs of your kids' fruit snacks. You feel so much better while you're eating. Your stress reduces and you forget the world around you until you are done eating and you realize that the stress is still there. So you search your kid's food for more delicious food that will help you feel better. You find some goldfish and you grab the bag and start eating right out of it. Once again, you feel peace while eating and again are forgetting about the world around you and your stress and irritation. You keep eating until your hand hits the bottom of the bag and you realize you finished the entire package. Now, guilt and shame come drifting in as you begin to process what just happened. You realize you just ruined your challenge and the progress you had made. Negative self-talk starts to come up and the beatdowns begin, sending you back to the pantry for more food. When all is said and done, you are feeling like a failure and proving that you once again failed at getting rid of your cravings. So what just happened? Why couldn't you stick to the challenge for the whole 30 days? Why can't you just get rid of your cravings? Well, there are a couple things going on. But the main problem here is that you are not addressing the root cause of your poor relationship to food. You are just changing the way you eat. But this is actually not the problem. I know it seems counterintuitive, right? It has nothing to do with the food you're eating. In fact, these challenges and diets that you continue to go on and off are just pushing you deeper into the habit loop of negative relationship with food. So how do you get to the root cause of your relationship with food? And what do you you mean it has nothing to do with food, right? I know you're all asking this. These challenges, diets, or workout plans that you put your faith into to solve the problem are only addressing what you eat or don't eat and how you work out. They completely miss the mindset aspect when it comes to changing a habit for good. In order to change a habit for the long run, for the rest of your life, you also have to shift your mindset, which is your thoughts. Your mindset is just those thoughts, sentences in your head, floating around up in there. Your thoughts about food, about exercise, about you, about your ability and self-confidence. When you think, I love ice cream, it's so good. It will make me feel better. It will solve my problem. When you come across a difficult time, which we all have, and more, more often than not, you def- your default reaction is going to be to eat the ice cream, Right? Because you believe that it will solve your problem and make you feel better. When you have this thought, it creates a feeling of desire for the ice cream. When you are stressed or irritated or a host of other negative emotions, and you are going to eat the ice cream, which is what you are wanting not to do, right? We don't want to eat the ice cream, but we do, And it's not because of the ice cream, but because of the thoughts in our head about the ice cream. So if you are not addressing your mindset or those thoughts in your head about food, then you are going to keep craving ice cream when life gets difficult. However, if you shift your mindset around ice cream to something like ice cream won't solve my problem, it will not fix this, right? Then you will not create a feeling of desire for ice cream when you are stressed or irritated. You realize that ice cream, in fact, will not solve your problem. And you look for other ways to solve your problem when it comes to stress and irritation. Ways that serve you and support you and don't include food. Which leads me to adding comfort to your life. When you are working on your relationship to food, Emotional eating and cravings, it is so important to add in comforting and pleasurable activities into your life, things that will bring healthy amounts of dopamine into your life to help you feel good and create a good mood. I have an episode on this very topic, so if you want to learn more about adding comfort into your life to help you with your emotional eating, then go ahead and take a listen to episode 28, How Creating Comfort Can Help You Heal Your Emotional Eating. Now, lastly, I want to address restriction. Unless you have a health reason for not eating a food, I don't recommend restricting certain foods or food groups. When you restrict a food, you are going to want it, especially if it is something you really like. Like for me, it was ice cream. That's why I talk about it all the time. (laughs) When I restricted ice cream, especially without doing mindset work, I would end up binging on it. This was counterproductive and just perpetuated my poor relationship with food. I felt like I couldn't trust myself around ice cream and that there was something wrong with me. Now, for me, no food is off limits. Yes, there are days when I choose not to eat certain foods, even though they may sound good, because I know it doesn't serve me, but I am making the conscious choice to not eat the food versus. Someone else or a diet telling me that I can't have the food. There's a huge difference there when I choose not to eat it versus somebody or something telling me I can't eat it. The bottom line here is that if you want to change a habit for good, it's not necessarily about changing what you eat or don't eat, but it has so much more to do with shifting your mindset, changing those thoughts in your head that are turning you towards food you don't necessarily want to eat or that are making you feel deprived. So shift your mindset so that you develop a healthy relationship with food. So you reduce your cravings and help you reduce your emotional eating and learn to address your emotions in a healthy way. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher on the search results, and therefore we can reach and help more people. I'd greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode, where I show you how to reframe your commitment in order to get results. Now, who wouldn't want this? Okay, my friends, until next time. Bye.